Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Thursday, March 10th, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today. Stock trading remains volatile, crazy commodity markets, and Amazon jumps 10%. Leading today's news, investors witnessed a big comeback for stocks on Wednesday, with the S&P 500 and NASDAQ gaining 2.5% and 3.6% respectively, though caution remains in the air due to the ongoing conflict in Ukraine, while U.S. equity indices snapped a four-session losing streak and energy prices eased, stock futures fell again overnight. Some are calling yesterday's rally a dead cat bounce, while others are strongly buying into the dip. Whatever the case may be, traders should know there is still plenty of volatility out there. Another curveball could be on tap for today as the Labor Department publishes fresh consumer price index data. The release expected to show inflation coming in at a flaming 7.9% year-over-year in February will be the last before the Fed gathers for its March meeting next week. Before entering the FOMC blackout period, Chair Jerome Powell said he plans to propose a quarter percentage point rate hike, but some surprises may present themselves in the current environment. The ECB, European Central Bank, gathers today and is anticipated to stress flexibility in the face of stagflation fears. There are further bets that EU leaders will take action to limit the economic impact of Russia's invasion of Ukraine at a separate meeting in Versailles. Among the topics to be discussed are common debt issuance or maximizing the use of existing facilities to fund a collected response to the crisis, which is weighing so heavily on the energy landscape in Europe. Crude futures on Wednesday plunged by the most since November after the United Arab Emirates ambassador to Washington said it would urge OPEC Plus members to boost oil output before the energy minister dampened those comments over Twitter. Looking to plug a gap made by its ban on Russian oil, the U.S. is urging Saudis to release spare capacity and entertaining the idea of easing sanctions on Venezuela. Talks with Iran are also running into trouble in Vienna, but it could lead to more crude supply if a nuclear deal is struck with Tehran. In other market news, things are getting crazy in commodity markets as prices go into a frenzied overdrive. The London Metal Exchange was forced to suspend all trading in its nickel contracts on Tuesday, saying it wouldn't reopen until March 11th at the earliest, as it balances its books and returns stability to the market. The cost of LME three-month nickel, the key pricing benchmark for the global physical supply chain, shot up to over $101,000 a ton on Tuesday, up from $30,000 just sessions earlier. It's an unfolding story that reportedly involves China's Tsingshan Holding Group, the world's biggest producer of nickel used in stainless steel and EV batteries. The firm apparently made a sour nickel bet by building up a massive short position, but now faces $8 billion in paper losses due to an influx of margin calls. It has since secured loans from J.P. Morgan and China Construction Bank. Nickel was already on a rip due to the commodity rally turbocharged by the conflict in Ukraine, and the historic short squeezed pushed things over the edge. Guy Wolf, the global head of market analytics at Merrick, said, this has never happened before in the history of the nickel market. Unprecedented is an overused word, but this actually is. The closest thing that may come to it is the tin crisis of 1985, which pushed many brokers out of the industry and saw the LME suspend trading in the metal for four years. Morgan Stanley is saying the effects of nickel's jump on EV prices and sales could be significant over the next couple of years. 
Wheat futures closed lower for the second straight day on accelerated profit-taking as the recent surge in prices begins to be perceived as a drag on world demand. The wheat contract had closed limit down before the release of U.S. Department of Agriculture's monthly WASDE report, which contained no major surprises. It reduced its 2021-22 world wheat export estimate by 3.6 million tons to 203.1 million tons. Smacked by shipping disruptions, surging input costs, and concerns about new plantings in Ukraine, Goldman Sachs sees global grain prices rising further in the sharpest shock since the 70s. Oil slipped to $125 a barrel in volatile trading on Wednesday as investors assessed the U.S. ban of Russian oil imports and Russia announced a new ceasefire in Ukraine on Wednesday to let civilians flee. Energy stocks comprised Wednesday's five biggest losers on the S&P 500 as crude futures plunged by the most since November after the United Arab Emirates and Iraq signaled OPEC may have greater willingness to raise production, as well as hopes for de-escalation of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Occidental Petroleum bucked the trend, settling sharply higher on heavy volume. The shellacking in oil and gas names comes as the broader S&P 500 rebounded, jumping just over 2.5% in its biggest gain since June 2020. The world is working together to tackle surging oil prices, and that has put a short-term top for crude, according to analyst Ed Moya. Also possibly weighing on traders are warnings from the Sarah Week conference by ConocoPhillips CEO Ryan Lance and other U.S. drillers that crude prices at current levels could start to hurt demand. Jay Mintzmeyer, who founded Value Investors Edge, a seeking alpha marketplace service, provides comprehensive exclusive reports on global trade and commodities, energy, shipping, and supply stocks. For investors, this is a great chance to take advantage with a free trial of Value Investors Edge on Seeking Alpha's marketplace. In stock news, Amazon stock jumped 9.9% after hours Wednesday as it announced a 20-for-1 stock split alongside a $10 billion buyback authorization. The split and the share increase authorization needed are subject to shareholder approval at the annual meeting set for May 25th. That will provide shareholders of record at the close of the 27th of May with 19 additional shares for each one held on or about June 3rd. Trading is expected to begin split adjusted on June 6th. Meanwhile, the board has authorized repurchase of up to $10 billion worth of stock. It will buy back shares opportunistically from time to time, and the program does not have a fixed expiration. The company alluded to a heavy employee purchase program in its statement. This split would give our employees more flexibility in how they manage their equity in Amazon and make the share price more accessible for people looking to invest in the company. That buyback program replaces a previous $5 billion authorization from 2016, under which the company bought back $2.12 billion in stock. Palantir Technologies surged on Wednesday as Piper Sandler started coverage on the data analytics software provider, noting the Russian invasion of Ukraine could accelerate adoption. Analyst Weston Twig, who started coverage with an overweight rating and a $15 price target, implied some 30% upside from current levels, noting that Palantir brings software, artificial intelligence, and data into a powerful solution to help organizations make decisions to centrally track things like people, parts, and information, while identifying patterns and creating frameworks to assess impact of certain decisions. Twig wrote in a note to clients, we believe this type of technology will increasingly become standard among large organizations, while adding that the Ukraine war could be an accelerator of adoption among U.S. and international government customers. Palantir shares were up more than 7.5% to $11.87 in midday trading on Wednesday. 
Earlier this week, Morgan Stanley upgraded Palantir as the investment firm said the company's fundamentals were getting better, citing better visibility on when U.S. federal contracts will get executed and when commercial investments will yield benefits. Moderna hit session highs, rising 11% after a CNBC commentator said he was purchasing shares of the biotech company. Commentator Josh Brown said he purchased Moderna's stock recently, down 75% from its highs. Brown said he could easily see the shares hitting 200 if there's any idea that COVID boosters are needed again, or if there's a new variant. Brown said on CNBC, I think there's a lot of potential upside, not a ton of potential downside. I think there are a lot of ways to win, not a lot of ways to lose. This thing has already lost like a hundred and something billion dollars in market cap in a very short period of time, and I think that looks overdone. On Monday, Moderna's price target was lowered at Deutsche Bank, citing a potential slowdown. As of 6.20 a.m. today, Russia's central bank will not resume trading on the Moscow Stock Exchange. European stocks were lower on Thursday amid a volatile week as investors monitor the war in Ukraine and fluctuations in commodity prices. In the bond market, the yield on 10-year treasuries was down more than two basis points to 1.93%. Germany's 10-year yield was down more than three basis points, and Britain's 10-year yield was down more than five basis points to 1.47%. European futures are mixed. U.S. futures are down, crude is up 4%, gold is slightly up at 0.6%, and Bitcoin is down. Look for Consumer Price Index at 8.30 and Initial Jobless Claims Report at 8.30 a.m. as well. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.